1,000 trail miles, one year. This podcast follows Sammy Potter and Jackson Perrell on their attempt of the calendar year triple crown of hiking. I'm Zoe Gates, and this is Impossible Odds. Meryl exists to share the simple power of being outside. Hell yeah, love that. No matter who you are, where you came from, who you love or how you move, everyone should be welcome in the outdoors and wherever life takes us. Merrill strives to inspire everyone because together we can help protect the trail that we love. Our goal is to provide thoughtfully designed, rigorously tested outdoor products that over-deliver on performance, versatility, and durability. This is important not just if you're through hiking, but for everyday walking or running as well. It's October, and Sammy and Jackson are headed south on the PCT, in the final stretch of their calendar year Triple Crown attempt. Just last month, they finished the Continental Divide Trail by taking an alternate route called the Big Sky that helped them avoid wildfires and shave off some mileage. But as they pushed on, Sammy had a nagging feeling that he should go back and re-hike those miles that they skirted around. With winter coming, adding miles could significantly delay their projected finish. And even this close to their goal, nothing is a guarantee. So ultimately deciding that it's not worth it um, to go back and do that section of the CDT that I was kind of debating about. I don't know if I'm just like copping out of it or whatever, but I have a family member who's very sick and I feel like I need to go see them. So that's non-negotiable. And after that week, you know, another week will have gone by and conditions will probably get colder. And frankly, I'm tired and I want to spend time with family. I want to spend time with friends. I want to visit people. I want to slow down a little bit. My desire to do the other section instead of the Big Sky alternate, I think I've had to analyze a little bit and um, think to myself, like, you know, well, why am I actually feeling that way? Do I actually believe it's the right thing to do or... Is, it, is there something, some insecurity underneath that is causing me to act this way? And I think it's insecurity for not knowing what I'm going to do next. Being on trail, I have this such clear sense of purpose, such clear sense of fulfillment. But, you know, it's not sustainable forever. And I have plans to go back to real life. I think this was a way for me to try to delay that because, frankly, I don't know if I'm ready to re-enter the um, the real world where there's a lot more uncertainty. I don't know if I'm going to change my mind later on. Um I don't know if I will regret this, but yeah, this is the decision that I made and um, I am now excited to finish with all those insecurities still with me. There's no doubt about that, but I'm excited to finish. Since most CDT hikers take alternate routes at some point, Sammy's choice to stick with the big sky still makes for a legitimate through hike. Their goal was to follow a continuous footpath from Mexico to Canada, which they did. So with the CDT finally in the rear view mirror, Sammy and Jackson can focus on the miles in front of them. They'll wrap up by hiking through Oregon to where they left off earlier this year, then finish on a short section of trail in Northern California. I'm super conflicted right now. Um, I have basically two competing motivations. On the one hand, you know, I want to see my grandfather as soon as possible. And, you know, as I ta- I've talked about, like every day that goes by, I, I part of me thinks that I should be with him and uh you know going to visit family on the other hand i don't know what happens after this for so long i've i've just only thought about the trail i've hardly thought about anything else 
and it's come at the cost of so many things i've sacrificed pushed off my education further uh lost time with family and friends and just put so much energy into this when i there's a thousand places you could be putting your energy and that's all to say i'm very used to this lifestyle now and i'm enjoying it so while on the one hand i want to get off trail as soon as possible to you know see my grandfather on the other hand I don't want to get off trail and I can feel myself like wanting to slow down and take this all in because, you know, there have been times when I feel like I haven't appreciated this enough. You start to appreciate things when when they're going away. I feel like I already miss the trail and already miss waking up in a tent and already miss, you know, having breakfast one hour into the day, two miles into the day and already miss watching the sunrise and watching the sunset and having walked the whole day. I already miss it even though I'm still doing it. And it's only gonna last another week, seven seven days, seven nights. I, I just feel so strongly about this lifestyle that we've created and that we've been able to be a part of. It's It's been the most special thing in the world to me. And uh, Man, I just don't want to let it go. Ultimately, family is the most important thing. But change is hard, and getting off trail is going to be hard. Basically, our last hurrah, in my opinion, was Crater Lake, Oregon. We took this tiny alternate on the PCT, the only alternate that we've taken the entire PCT. Um, and I think it's what most people take. It goes up, like, really high all the way like to, to the rim of Crater Lake and goes along Crater Lake. And... Uh, it was, it's a lot more interesting than the trail that goes like around Crater Lake. So I think it cuts off a couple of miles, but the trail is a lot harder because you got to go all the way up um, to Crater Lake. Anyways, it's the only alternate we took on the PCT. Hopefully purists don't get mad about it. To me, it felt like a last hurrah because after that, it's pretty much smooth sailing. I wasn't sure like how much snow there would be up there, what the conditions would be like. There's this very sheer climb going up to Crater Lake. And when we got up there, the winds were probably like 30, 40 miles per hour. Um, with gusts 45 50 so super windy the snow only reached you know at maximum height i think like a foot or so walking along the um the rim was pretty dramatic you look down and uh it was one of the most stark views i think that we've had because looking around the lake uh it just looks like a different planet it looks like mars we made it we made it through it with relatively no issue and i think coming down is when from the lake is when jackson and i started to really consider the fact that this is almost over and there's not another massive clear challenge in front of us um yeah there's just there's just a few more miles to be walked at this point man like i'm just racing to the end because i really want to see my grandfather like i feel like every day um that goes by i i just feel bad that i haven't gone to to visit him he's been such a big influence on my life and i learned so many of the things that I've been able to utilize out here, whether it's hard work, focus, empathy for my partner, working together, and yeah, just simply like trying to be my best self. You know, that's like the biggest thing that I learned from him. And I, I know he like really wants me to uh, finish this, but I just, I really want to go see him. You know, I miss him so much. And um, that's like propelling me right now. I'm tired as hell. I don't want to take a day off. I just, I want to keep going. I want to keep going until we finish this, you know? 
Here's a list of things I said that I wanted to do <laughs> in the months after finishing the PCT. Um, cooking at home. Cook every recipe in a cookbook. Eat every donut at this donut shop called The Holy Donut in my hometown. Learn how to make scones. Learn how to make the best fettuccine Alfredo. Relearn how to do a Rubik's Cube. Go cross-country skiing. Go surfing. Get better at yoga. Start learning Krav Maga or Jiu-Jitsu. Go apple picking. Go to a pumpkin patch. Pick out a pumpkin. Carve it. Sleep 12 hours. Eat a gallon of ice cream. I wrote eat a gallon of ice cream at a, on a different place on this list. Guess you can tell where my head's at. Learn how to make the optimum nutrition bar for hiking. Learn how to tie the 10 most important knots. Relearn guitar. I start to learn piano. Yeah, I mean, I got like a month and a half before we go back to school, assuming that we finish in the next few days. I think first things first, though, I got to go hang out with the fam. I have not been the best sibling for the past year. I guess I have a good excuse, though. I mean, the truth is, like, I don't know what I'm going to do after this. Like, I, I feel so good right now, and I feel like there's so much potential. But, you know, freedom can be a dangerous thing. I'm pretty sure John Lennon said that, actually. I feel like I have so much uh, potential now that I now that we've done this. But at the same time, you know, that creates like a type of pressure. You know, what am I going to do next? Some, it's got to be bigger, right? This challenge became my whole identity. And I came to it because I felt very like called to do something big, you know, after um, some degree of like tragedy. Uh, with one of my one of my close friends dying, and then, you know, secondly, like that exacerbated something I was feeling for a while, which was like, you know, being in a funk, being depressed, and, you know, I have found happiness through this challenge. I found fulfillment through this challenge. I found purpose through this challenge. I found love. Like I love this, you know, deeply. And now that's coming to an end. You know, I can't, I can't hold on to it forever. And I, I think, you know, I'm faced with a really big question, which is how do I find happiness in itself? I want to do something bigger, I do, but I don't want to do it out of a need to do it for my like self-preservation, survival and happiness. I don't want to be reliant on one thing for my whole self, for my whole sense of fulfillment, sense of purpose. Like, I want to be me, a happy version of me, and then do whatever I'm going to do from there. And that's a question I have to, I have to sit with. Overall, the biggest thing I'm struck with as we finish up this trail is a sense of gratitude. There's more people that I can thank than I'll be able to remember because so many people have helped us out in this journey. But I got to try to name at least a few just off the top of my head. First off, Jackson Perel. You know, we couldn't have done this without each other. And um, I'll believe that forever. My parents... My family, my whole family, but especially my parents for, you know, supporting this crazy idea and, you know, just being okay with me taking time off school. Um, Jackson's family, I have to thank them so much for trusting him and trusting me. 
the countless trail angels who gave us rides into town, you know, met us and gave us some food, hung out with us, brought up our spirits and everybody we met on trail. Like, I just can't thank you enough. And um, I love y'all. And it's like just to be a part of this community is is more than a blessing. With the end in sight, Sammy and Jackson begin to reflect on all of the moments that made up their year of hiking. The good and the bad. Biggest mistake I made on trail all year, in my opinion, was one time I was taking a snack break at a shelter. This is just before the Rhone Highlands. And I left my phone and the hat I was wearing at the shelter. I realized a mile later... So you think, okay, no big deal. I'll just go back and get it two miles. Two miles kind of sucks when you're doing like 25-mile days to add that on. Um, But another mistake I made was running back. That was terrible because it was freezing out, and that sweat eventually froze to my body, made my clothes wet, which then froze to my body as well. Also a huge mistake that kind of happened as a cumulative effect of this is when I was putting my bag back on, Um, the water, like my water bladder was leaking and I didn't realize it because I had my pack cover on. So unbeknownst to me, water is like soaking everything in my pack for about an hour. And I looked down and it's soaking my pants as well. That ended up being two of our hardest days on trail. Everything is just so high stakes in the winter. You know, you want to be like so dialed about how you're keeping yourself warm, how you're expending your energy. Um, because you make one mistake like that, you know, and it puts you down a road to make so many more mistakes and end up in a bad situation. Over the course of nearly 10 months, they've learned a lot about backpacking, about each other, and themselves. In January, Sammy and Jackson were a pair of college kids who'd never thru-hiked, hadn't seen much of the country, and knew relatively little about what it takes to finish a long trail, let alone three. 10 million steps later, they've faced about as much challenge and emotion as one can in a single year. My favorite moment on trail. Number one would have to be getting to Katahdin for sunrise, the first day that the mountain opened of spring, finishing the Appalachian Trail, our first trail, five months into this arduous journey. You know, we finished it in such a spectacular manner that I don't think anything the rest of the year could really top it. It's my favorite place in the world hands down it's a very special spiritual and um awe-inspiring place and to get to share that with you know one of my best friends is was truly remarkable we'll be right back not all shoes are created equal believe me having a bad or unsupportive shoe makes a big difference so when you're heading outdoors skip the sneaker and step into the merrill moab moab's a sick place and uh these are six shoes from crossing trail to crossing town and everywhere in between, you get more traction, more stability, and more comfort. So next time you take a hike, get more out of every single step. Join us outside at Merrill.com. So we made it to where we left off in Oregon. Let's go. We finished the calendar year Triple Crown, but wait, we actually didn't. You remember that 40-mile section in California, Northern California, that we had to skip around because a forest fire started 
while I was hiking it. They closed the trail right after I passed through the trailhead. You remember that? It was, for me at least, one of the most memorable experiences of the whole year. What that meant, though, is that we had to skip that section. And if you want to finish calendar year Triple Crown, you have to through-hike each of these trails. And to us, that means connecting all your footsteps. Some people have different definitions. That's what we chose as our major parameter, is connecting all our footsteps from the start to the end of each trail. So if we want to finish CYTC, we got to do that with the PCT. So that's what we're planning on doing. Jackson's parents were visiting for the end, so hitch a ride with them down to Highway 3, um, and then hike that section of trail. However, we get a call uh, about maybe two weeks before getting to the end of Oregon. That says, just our luck that this section is closed. It's like one of the only sections of the trail that's closed right now. So that's just kind of how it goes sometimes. And basically what that meant, in order to connect our footsteps, we had to walk along a road around the trail and then back up to the trail in order to get to the Etna Summit. We said from the beginning of this thing, we're going to do it by any means necessary. And that's what we did. That, you know, has been a crazy journey. But we figured out what our best option was, and we just had to do it. It was pouring rain when we started from Scott Mountain Summit, um, hiking the road. Eventually, we saw two rainbows, had a freaking great time. We're able to reflect as two friends uh, on this journey and make it to Aetna Summit. At 4.16 p.m. on October 22nd, 2021, Sammy Potter and Jackson Perel crested California's Aetna Summit officially becoming the youngest of a dozen finishers of the calendar year Triple Crown. Unlike any good college kids, they celebrated the same way they had 295 days earlier on New Year's Day, with a beer. Of course, you know, it's somewhat of a strange ending. It looks nothing like I had expected to um, see the end of the calendar year Triple Crown, this epic journey, and finishing it by walking on a road. But more than epic, I think this journey was a very strange one, a bizarre one. And I really just see this as a bizarre ending to an even more bizarre journey. So in a way, I I don't think I'd have it uh, any other way. To get here, the finish, over thousands of miles, it took facing impossible odds. Sammy and Jackson overcame snowstorms, infections, Bears, parasites, wildfires, fatigue, and more. Mile after mile after mile. Through it all, they just kept walking. Last year, before heading out on this trek, I said something sort of hyperbolic, which I think showed up in episode one. These trails have a lot of lessons to teach. I didn't know that at the time. How could I? I was naive somewhat overly optimistic, arrogant even. But I was right about that. These trails did teach us a lot. They taught me how to stay calm in the face of adversity, how to maintain my equilibrium when everything seems like it's falling apart. They taught me that humor can make any situation better, lighter, and easier without fail. Humor kept us going, literally kept us from stopping at some points. It also made huge difficulties seem smaller, And when you don't make a big deal out of what seems like a big deal, it's often a self-fulfilling prophecy. Does that make sense? Anyway, this is a huge tangent. Point is, staying calm, controlling your emotions rather than letting them control you, 
can go a long way. I learned that picking your partner well means everything. Literally everything. I was listening to a John Krakauer book earlier this year, and it said it best. It's impossible to use too much care in selecting your companions. A candidate's repertoire of amusing stories, a store of gossip, and a sense of humor that blossoms under duress should be weighed at least as heavily as endurance on the trail or ice climbing expertise. Thank God for my partner, Jackson. I, I couldn't have picked him any better. I learned that you don't have to know everything about everything to start doing something really big. Sometimes you can just jump in, start, get going. I learned that I'm not invincible. Giardia humbled me more than any middle school bully ever could. Feeling that helpless is something I'll never forget and I don't want to. I could keep going with these lessons and honestly I want to. But that right there is sort of the point. This soliloquy of ridiculous sentences is as much a reflection on a few valuable things I've learned as it is a recognition that by spending 295 days on America's three long trails, we just barely unlock the Pandora's box of what they have to teach us. These trails have a lot of lessons to teach. This podcast was written and hosted by Sammy Potter with contributions from Jackson Perel. Our producers are Louisa Albanese and me, Zoe Gates. Wooly Music is our composer and sound designer, and Tim Massa is our assistant story editor. If you enjoyed this episode of Impossible Odds, please subscribe and leave us a review.